The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Gary Zahner, renowned kicking coach. Thanks for joining the Three Down Podcast from Arizona. What's it like out there right now? Well, it's uh, pretty nice compared to the rest of the United States and probably Canada. We're, we're in the 70s. It's actually a little nippy for us because normally about this time we're in the low 80s, but we're pretty much, you know, high 60s, low 70s, and looking to be in the 80s next week. And... You normally, for people that don't know, up in Canada, hold a kicking camp that brings together the top free agent kickers. Brett Mahar would be a name that's recently been down there. I believe you've worked with recently retired punter Rob Maber as well. And most recently, Liram Hairulahu participated in your camp. So if you can, for the people, just give us a background of how the camp started, how it came together, and some of the CFL or Canadians that you have worked with. Well, let, let me just uh, make a little correction. See, it's, it's not a camp. To me, a camp is where you go to learn something. Uh, this is called a combine. Uh, I have a college senior combine for college seniors, which happened February 21st to the 23rd, and it was for all the best uh, college seniors. And so th- because the college seniors cannot be seen uh, by NFL scouts, uh, in any other place in their campus um, or in their hometown. And actually, I had two Canadians here from the University of Waterloo. I had Jonah Slatinsky. Right on. I'm not, I'm not sure if that is exactly right, but he was a senior looking to enter the NFL draft or the CFL draft. And I had Nico DeFonte from the University of Calgary, and I think – they won the, I don't know if they call it the University Cup or the... Vanier Cup. The what cup? Vanier Cup. Vanier Cup, there you go. But um, So I had 83 seniors here, and what I do is I take the information. Um, the kids all compete, punting, kicking, and snapping. Uh, they all compete, and I look at the best college seniors, and I get the information to the NFL and the CFL teams that want it. Now, two weeks ago, which was March 8th through the 10th, all the free agents come. And the difference between the free agent and the college senior is the free agent, all the NFL coaches, uh, special teams coordinators, coaches, directors of health personnel, they can be here to actually observe and evaluate the talent fly. And that's where uh, Liram was. He was down here. And in the past, um, Rob Maber, Richie Leone, um, well, Maber came to the college senior, um, but uh, Sergio Casillo, uh, there's been a lot of really good Canadians come here, and so uh, probably one of the top Canadians, the top two Canadians I worked with, uh, with one-on-one lessons were uh, Mike Vanderjack for many years and John Ryan. 
big names up here for sure. Yeah, they were very good, and uh, I knew about Mike because I recruited him. Uh, actually, when he was in college, I was at Long Beach State with George Allen, and he was at a JC, and he didn't come to Long Beach State, but he went to, I believe it was West Virginia. Um, and so, but then when I got in the NFL, I brought him down to Minnesota because we were looking for a kicker with the Vikings, uh, and we were thinking of signing Mike, but instead we signed Gary Anderson, uh, and uh, Mike eventually went to the Colts. But uh, uh, either way, I would have I would have had a great kicker. Um, and then John Ryan was another guy that came. He was playing up in Saskatchewan, and the Packers signed him. And he was a guy with a big leg, but uh, John was there, and, and I guess in their opinion struggled, but no really coached him on his technique. So as soon as he got released by the Packers, two days later, his agent, uh, uh, Gil Scott, sent him here, and we worked for three days on punting, and uh, the Seahawks picked him up that, the end, at the end of that week, and you know John stayed there for a long time and became one of the top uh, NFL punters. Pretty cool story. And just for some of the people out there, could you give them sort of your background? Because you've been an NFL special teams coordinator in the past and had a long coaching history before you started your combine. Yeah. Well, I was, I was a, uh, I played three sports in high school, but I was a quarterback, punter, and kicker. Played in college, became just a punter, kicker, and a backup quarterback in college. And then I signed a couple contracts uh, with the uh, now defunct Houston Oilers and Minnesota Vikings. But anyways, I always had a love for kicking and working with specialists. And as a high school coach, I had a bunch of all-state punters and kickers and then eventually went to Brigham Young University. And I coached for Lavelle Edwards. And I was the first full-time special teams coordinator. Uh, And basically, every year, um, I had some of the top punters and kickers in the country. And I had... Uh, Clay Brown, who led the nation in punting back in 1979, and then I ended up with Lee Johnson, who punted for 18 years in the NFL, and then I ended up with Rob Bojanko. Um, as, as he was at Michigan State, but I had him in a camp, and then I came up with Mike Saxon. He punted for 15 years with the Cowboys, the Vikings, and the Patriots, and I always had a love for for kicking, and so um, wherever I went. I was a good special teams coach, but the most important thing is I always had a great snapper, and I could always coach the punter and kicker. And so if you have a great snapper and a good punter and kicker, your kicking game's going to be pretty damn good. Um, And so uh, I've always been successful because of my philosophy in the kicking game. And uh, pretty much I'm, I'm a product of many, many, many years ago, there was a guy by the name of George Allen. And he was, George was the first coach to have a special teams coach, and uh, his name was Dick Vermeil. And uh, I eventually worked for George at Long Beach State, and uh, that was in 1990. But again, everything I've always done is uh, be the best I could be in the kicking game and as a special teams coach. And now, as a kicking consultant, um, I just try to pass on my knowledge and help any young man that wants to take his game to the next level, if it's in high school, college, or the NFL, and and that's as a coach. And then as a consultant, I, I try to – the college senior and free agent combines are what I call my field of dreams. 
like in a baseball movie. <laughs> I've created my field of dreams for kicking specialists to achieve their dream to play either in the NFL or the CFL or now the XFL. How did you go from being a coach and an innovator that way, as you said, one of the first special teams coaches, to developing a combine where now NFL, CFL, and as you mentioned, even XFL scouts flock to and trust you in terms of the talent that you're bringing in and also the consultation that you give? Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because when I was an NFL coach, um, we had the NFL Combine. And so every year the NFL Combine brings about 275 college seniors and all the teams go there and they evaluate the talent, which is really a smart idea because you make one flight and you see the top, I'm going to just say 300 best athletes, supposedly the best athletes. And every year I would go there and they would, they would have no snappers and they would have like six punters and six kickers. And I would go watch these guys perform and I'd go, gosh, these guys aren't very good. And so I would look around and I'd find guys like, you know, Mike Vander, excuse me, Mike Vanderjack or whoever the name was. And I, um, there was the kid that I, I picked up when I was with the Vikings and he's a Canadian. He's from Vancouver. His name was Mitch Berger. Oh yeah. Okay. And Mitch lives up in Vancouver, but, um, Mitch was cut six times, and uh, I brought him in, and, you know, uh, he played 15 years in the NFL, but I was always good at finding talent. But getting back to my story, the NFL was not very good at uh, scouting punters, kickers, and snappers. And so every year I'd go there and say, these guys aren't very good, and I would always find a better guy that wasn't there. The problem is you always had to fly someplace and, and work them out. So after uh, retiring from the NFL, I decided that with my talent of finding talent, you know, finding great punters and kickers like a Mitch Burke or whoever it was, um, I decided that I would create the combines. And the only reason I did it is uh, there's a couple coaches, Joe Marciano and a couple other coaches. There was another guy, his name was Ray Phelps. We ran a combine up in Reno, Nevada. And guys would flock up there to go see the talent. Um, but again, Ray's health kind of suffered, and Ray retired and eventually had passed away. Uh, but they asked me to run this combine, and I said I would run the combine if they would support it. So um, with that, I decided to run these two combines, and I started with the free agent and then uh, started up the college senior. And so again, um, I have the support of the NFL teams, and actually they would like me, uh, after this last combine, they, they're hoping that maybe they can get me, I don't know, certified by the NFL to run something, basically certified by the NFL, because uh, I've got, I had 110 free agent specialists here, now only uh, 74 uh, qualified but the coaches all come here and they, they can see all the talent, whereas if you go to the NFL Combine, you see maybe six punters and six kickers and one one long snapper. Um, so, with that being said, it would only make sense that the NFL would hire somebody like me, 
who has an eye for finding talent, assemble the talent, and then it would only make good business sense for the teams to send their coaches here when you have one venue with all this talent to see all the punters and, and kickers and snappers. But, you know, that might make too much sense. And uh, But the NFL, <laughs> but NFL, the CFL, and the XFL, I must say a lot of them don't care that much about the specialist. And I'm kind of a fanatical when it comes to the kicking specialist, and that's why I think I'm good at what I do is because I'm real focused on my one specific area and where the, the football coaches, their, whatever their specific duty is, if it's quarterbacks, punters, or kickers, that's where they're focused. So I would hope that with my focus and my ability to find talent and assemble talent, um, I'd eventually like to have a big combine where it brings in more talent, uh, Canadian, uh, actually, I've had guys from Japan here, Sweden, from all over, you know. They're bringing in from all over the world and uh, and have a combine here so the coaches see the best kickers, punters, and snappers. It's a real global combine now. Well, I, I, yeah, because, you know, when I was in San Diego, there was a guy that came there, and I was working with John Carney and, and their punter, and um, there was a general manager named as Bobby Bethard. And I was working with the San Diego Chargers specialist, and Bobby called me up one day and said, Gary, come over here. And I lived about five miles from the stadium. So I ran down there, and there was this big guy, 6'4", about 235. His name was Darren Bennett. And uh, Darren uh, was a big Aussie, Australian rules football guy that, you know, he ran about 10 yards and punted the ball about 75 yards, and everybody went, ooh. I said, if we can just get him to be a three-step punter or a two-step punter. Um, and so they asked me to work with him, um, and I was going to start working with him, but I got a job in the NFL with the Vikings. But anyways, the, the, to make a long story short, the, Vikings, the, the Chargers sent him to NFL Europe. He was the best punter in NFL Europe. He came back, and in his first year went to the Pro Bowl with the Chargers, and and Darren is actually the first Aussie punter that came in, and he is kind of the guy that re- that's responsible for the Aussie drop punt. You know all these, you know the end over end punt inside the ten yard line. Mm-hmm. He's the guy responsible for that because in the old days we all directional punted or out of bounds punt, which was an art in itself. But he's the guy that started uh, what we call the drop punt or the inside the ten. Uh, end over end punt. So, uh, but after that, now there's been more Aussies coming here. I think there's some Aussies coming to you, to you guys. Um, I, I mean, I get guys like they said from all over um, uh, England, uh, <laughs> Norway, uh, Ireland. Um, we've had a, and and actually Aussies could be very good punters and. Some of the rugby players from South Africa, Gary Anderson was the kicker from South Africa. Um, he was a soccer player. His dad was a soccer coach, and he migrated here to the United States. And actually, he was at Syracuse. One day, somebody saw him kicking a soccer ball said, can you kick one of these? He said, sure, put it down. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, Justin, that's the same story with Jan Stenerud. Jan Stenerud, I believe, was at either Montana or Montana State 
and a coach saw him kicking down in the stadium and went down and said, I think the same thing, can you kick one of these? He said, sure. And uh, never had any training, but could kick a football. So two of the greatest kickers ever were soccer players, um, Gary Anderson and, and uh, Jan Stenerud. And uh, so it, you never know where you're going to find a great kicker, but there's some guys, some guys with really big legs that play Aussie rules football or rugby. That's right, and some of the guys with big legs in Canada have sort of flocked down to your combine, and we talked about a few of them earlier, but if we can focus in a little bit on the Canadian that was there this year, and Liram Hirulahu, and how he's performed, how would you rate it, and where would he be in your mind in terms of the potential for signing an NFL contract? Well, last year he was also here. And he actually kicked pretty well, but I think the trajectory on his field goals wasn't the same. And the thing is, a lot of the Canadians um, up in the CFL can use a, a little platform. It can be a one-inch tee. Some use a wiper tee. Whereas the Americans pretty much, when they get out of high school, go down to the ground because of the year. They got to kick off the ground. Um, and so there is an adjustment, kind of like hitting a golf ball, hitting it off a tee or hitting it off the grass. Um, but he was very accurate, but he spent more time this year kicking off the ground. And once again, he was, he was much better, um, with his trajectory and he's always been a great, uh, accuracy field goal kicker. But once again, he was in the guys that didn't miss under 50 yards. And then he was in the, I think it was seven semifinalists back at 57, um, and the top Three guys uh, made it to 61, but he's an excellent, uh, excellent kicker, um, very accurate. Um, I think, you know, when you look at golfers, you look at the guys that can hit the fairway. Uh, some guys that win the long drive contest have, you know, they have they can hit the ball further. I would say that he's got an okay kickoff, but I think that's the one area he and many Many American and CFL kickers have to improve on are their kickoffs, and then it sometimes happens with uh, weight training. But um, he's a guy that would be interesting to me for any NFL team that has a kicker that kicks off. And, and kind of now, I don't know what you guys know about Adam Benateri, but Adam Adam made it in the league for many years because he was an excellent field goal kicker and was an adequate kickoff guy. But for the last probably six or seven years, um, the Colts have had a punter that can kick off. Kind of like the Atlanta Falcons, they had Matt Bryant, who's an, an older kicker. Uh, and they have a punter that can kick off. And that's like when I was with the Vikings, I kind of started the kickoff specialist where I had Gary Anderson and Mitch Berger. And Mitch was the punter that could kick off. And uh, so I think... Liram, if I was still in the NFL, would be a very attractive kicker because he's so accurate. And uh, and now with the Colts, the Colts, um, you know, I think Adam Benatari's retiring. Matt Bryant's gone. So there, some of the teams are, are using a punter to kick off, and I think those two or three teams should definitely look at him. But if not, if he improves his kickoffs, I think he's uh, he, he, he could be a force. Mm-hmm. Phone's ringing off the hook for kicking advice, Coach. Yeah, well, you never know. 
the most recent example for CFL followers would be Brett Mahar that was able to get himself down with the Dallas Cowboys and was there for over a year and for that first year in particular was very accurate. Do you see Liram being able to potentially take the same path and at least even get into an NFL training camp? Well, the Cowboys, there's a there's a Cowboys scout. His name is, is uh, Soroka, Henry Soroka, who always comes here and he loves taking guys from my combine. And, you know, he, he basically um, came here and, and got Brett Mayer and he was here. And I think, you know, they've got a couple guys in mind. Uh, but that would be somebody. But once again, um, he, Brett Mayer had a pretty big leg. And Brett was naturally up in the CFL as a punter kicker. I think Liram's a good kicker, an excellent kicker, but, you know, he's not wasn't the same punter. So sometimes these guys bring in guys that can punt and kick, and they hope that they can do one better than the other. And Brett, I, I heard Brett was actually a pretty good punter, but he made it as a kicker. But then eventually now he got cut. But it was unfortunate that this year, if you look at his stats, he kicked a lot of a lot of long field goals. I mean, he made a 62 and a 63, and I think, from what I heard, he had nine field goals over 50 yards. Wow. And that's a lot, and that really hurts your percentages. And I actually felt bad for him because when the team suffers and they're trying to kick long field goals all the time, sometimes kickers can lose their confidence because, you know, you miss, you miss 49 or 53, and... And then, you know, you, you start changing your swing based upon everything you're doing as far. And uh, that, that happened with Sebastian Janikowski many years ago. He came here and he, he said, Coach, I want to learn how to kick long field goals better because he was at 71%. And I said, well, you got to learn how to kick all field goals better. And he went from 71 to 84 to 86 and, and made $16 because he went to the Pro Bowl. So I think, you know, coaching still plays a big part. And I think Brett, if Brett got the right coaching, he, he could definitely be back in the league. But now with uh, Liram, I would think the Cowboys need a field goal kicker. But I think also the Colts, the Colts and Atlanta Falcons, I don't think are solidified. And, you know, there could be some other teams that are still looking for a great field goal kicker. So... What, what do you hear? Uh, when, have you talked to him? I have talked to Liram, and he said that after your combine, there were five seriously interested teams, and that if it wasn't for the coronavirus pandemic, that he would have been doing some NFL workouts and potentially working towards putting pen to paper. So it all seemed positive just based off the results from your combine. Yeah. Well, I would think that if you saw talent, that like you said, he's – he doesn't just make them. He puts them right down the middle. And so that's, you know, I always look for good ball strikers. And if I was a blind man, you know, you can hear what a good uh, kick sounds like. And just like with a golf ball, you can, or a baseball hitter or tennis player, it's, it's ball striking ability. And Liam's an excellent ball striker. One other intriguing Canadian prospect in terms of the draft, you mentioned him earlier, would be Nico DeFonte. He hit a kick that will go down in Canada West Conference lore that won the Calgary Dinos the Hardy Cup that was 
like a 59-yarder on a freezing cold day. It was played on ESPN as one of their highlights on the day that he made it. How do you assess his talent, his legs, and opportunity to potentially get a look, maybe even in the NFL as well as the CFL? Well, once again, now, here's here's the difference. I've kind of trained Nico for about the last three years, um, and he's always been here with, with a T, a platform, and I've kind of weaned him down from the one inch to a half inch. Um, and, and, again, he, he's an excellent field goal kicker, but there's a big difference like hitting a golf ball on a tee and off the ground. And so, but he, to me, is one of the best – up in Canada, they would be crazy not to look at this young man, okay? Because he really has a good kick. He's got a strong leg, so he not only kicks long field goals, but he also is a very good kickoff specialist. Um, so I think that as an NFL kicker, he, he would need, like Liram, to kick a little more off the ground to get used to it and get a little more height on his field goals, which is – you know, it's simply adjusting your plant foot and, and your, your swing just a little, but mostly it's all in the plant and how, how you think you're hitting the ball and more of an upward swing than more of an outward swing. Um, but, again, I, he was here and he was he, – he, he and the other young man, as I, I always say there's NFL prospects, he was a definite CFL prospect. And so, you know, that information I've sent to some of the CFL coaches. And uh, so as far as one of the Canadians, he's as good as Rob Maver was as, as a kicker as Rob was a punter. Wow, that's saying a lot because Rob had a big leg. Rob did have a big leg. And, you know, he was, he was a punter and a kicker. And he, he actually did both very well. Um, but he, he settled in on the punting. I never understood why they took away the kicking from him, but I guess they had two Canadian specialists, and I guess that all has to do with the import, not import rule on specialists. So I guess if you have two Canadians, it doesn't matter uh, if they're both Canadians. Is that correct? You nailed it. Yeah. And so I think, you know, Nico he does both, but he's not, uh, he's not the same combo guy that Rob Maver was or Brett Mayer or even Rich Leone or, you know, Ty Long. Ty Long was another guy that came through as my free agent. Um, so you got a lot of specialists, you know, between John Ryan, uh, Richie Leone, Ty Long, um, Brett Mayer, Sergio Casillo. Um, I always tell guys, if you can't make it in the NFL, then <laughs> go to the CFL and make some money, you know, create a resume, and then come back down here and play. There was another guy, uh, you remember Swayze Waters? I, I coached Swayze for a long time. Yes, sir. A lot of people remember him up in Canada. Yeah. So you can see there's a there's, there's quite a history between myself and uh, a lot of the Canadian specialists, and uh, I know there's there's all kinds of other special Canadian specialists that have been down here. Um, so... What other questions might you have for me? Well, another Canadian specialist that just re-signed with the Dallas Cowboys, who you touched on earlier that their scout was at your combine, LP Latisseur. For some people that might just be looking at a long snapper and you know potentially snickering or make jokes, 
what actually makes a really good long snapper? And if you can, sort of break down Latticeur's game and why he's been so good and had, su- had such a long career. Well, it's kind of like, again, golf. It's, it's being consistent, you know, uh, dependable. Uh, you know, snappers, I always say, you know, throwing the ball fast uh, will get you seen, but uh, throwing strikes – and a strike is putting the ball on the punter's hip every time or on uh, field goal snaps hitting perfect laces uh, with a kicker just doesn't always have to worry about the holder spinning the laces. But the, the, that's the key to any great snapper is, is consistency of the punt snap and being able to hit perfect laces on the field goal snap, which usually increases uh, the proficiency of your punter and kicker. Um, I was a kicker and punter in high school, and I always told him, I said, I'm a punter. I'm not a shortstop. If you got a great snapper, you'll, be, you'll have great punters. And so as a coach, I appreciated always in high school having a really good snapper and same thing in college. So when I became a coach, the first guy I would always go out and recruit was a long snapper. And I knew if I had a great long snapper, I would always have a great punter and kicker. And I don't care, you know, if it was in high school or when I went to BYU, uh, we had one of the best uh, long snappers in the country. And I had the nation's top uh, punter uh, in Clay Brown. When I went to San Diego State, I had Mike Saxon, who played in the NFL for all those years. I went and got a J.C. snapper, and the kid was only about 5'10", 210 pounds. His name was Steve Bullington, but he could fire bullets right right there every time, put it on the guy's hip. So the same thing. When I went to the Minnesota Vikings, I had a guy by the name of Mike Morris, and he played for about 12 years in the NFL. And when I lost him through uh, retirement, you know, I went to another guy. And, um, again, the key to your success is it's the long snapper. Well, Coach Donner, your legend is growing up in Canada among the Canadian kickers, punters, and snappers, and that's why I wanted to get you on the podcast and just chat about your combine experience and how many Canadians or CFLers have actually gone down there to train with you because of the vast experience that you have. So we thank you a lot for coming on the pod and wish you all the best in the future and potentially getting validated by the NFL, but it seems like you got a good thing going anyways. Well... I'm a happy camper. I live in a great city. We got a lot of warm weather. Uh, a lot of the Canadians come down here to train because of uh, your weather. And so if you have any young punters, kickers, and snappers, I run, you know, camps. Uh, I got a camp coming up in May for punters, kickers, and snappers. I do some in Wisconsin in the summer, in July in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And then I do some camps in January. And so that's usually when the Canadians come down here and they come to a camp. But I do one-on-one lessons by appointment, and so Rob Maver would always come down about, you know, in April to get ready for uh, training camp, and so uh, I extend an invitation to any specialist, all right? We appreciate it up here, and we'll try to keep sending some more talent down your way, and hopefully to the NFL, and obviously the CFL as well. Thanks for coming on, Coach. Thanks, Justin. Bye-bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.